Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, and today you are listening to episode number 39, What is Writer's Workshop? So today we're going to dive all into writing, my favorite thing to talk about, and especially about the Writer's Workshop model. So new episodes release every Wednesday, so I hope if you like this episode, you will subscribe in iTunes and leave us a review so more teachers can find this podcast. Okay, so what is Writer's Workshop? So if you're new to teaching writing, this is a question that you've probably asked yourself or even your colleagues. I use a modified version of the Writer's Workshop to format my writing block, and I find that keeping the students on the same part of the writing process is easier to manage than what you would do in a traditional Writer's Workshop format. Just because I teach in a primary classroom, if you're a new listener, I'm a second grade teacher, and especially this year, there's a lot of struggling writers. So... I find that Writer's Workshop is an excellent way to kind of differentiate and target all my learners. So what exactly is Writer's Workshop? And it's a framework that is used to teach writing. So the writing time for each day is broken down into three main components. So the components are called a mini lesson, the student writing time, which might include writing conferences, but doesn't have to every day, and then sharing time. So during the writer's workshop, students are expected to be writing independently for a majority of your time block. Students should also be writing on a personal choice topic rather than on a provided prompt. So I don't use very rarely at all writing prompts in my classroom. So a writing prompt would be like, today we're going to write about, or we're going to finish this sentence. The sun came out and then... And then the kids kind of finish that sentence. I find that I work better by teaching by genre topic. So I'll teach an entire lesson on all the components that are necessary for personal narrative. And that to me makes more sense than daily writing prompts that might not have any connection to one another. I really like to see the big picture And I want to see where my kids are going and where I want them to go is to become these amazing writers that are emulating what they see in the picture books that they're reading. So that is my goal for my writers, even though they're second graders. I had the same goal when I taught first grade. So I always want them to look at a picture book and try to write similar to that picture book style. That makes sense. Okay, so if students are able to choose their own topic, they usually write 
for a longer period of time than if they're told exactly what they have to write. Everyone today is writing about what we did over winter break. A lot of kids find that boring, myself included. So as a student, when someone's giving me a very specific topic to have to write about, I go a little crazy. I don't like to do it. I hem and haw. I take my time. It takes me forever to finish. And I'm a good student. So you can only imagine what struggling writers or your struggling students are feeling during your writing time if that is the way you're teaching the writing. Not that there's anything terrible with writing prompts. They have their time and place. I just think that you get more bang for your buck if you follow a writer's workshop model. Okay, so once again, the components of writer's workshop are mini lessons, which usually are about 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes shorter depending on your grade level. So if you're teaching kindergarten or first grade, it's like a five to 10 minute lesson. I recommend no longer than 15 minutes for second grade. I usually try to aim about 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes it's an eight minute lesson. Sometimes it might be 20 minutes. Just really depends what the focus of the day is. Then you have writing time and you want to have at least about 20 to 30 minutes of writing time, which in my classroom this year, it's impossible because I'm only given 45 minutes for my writing. So I have to include my mini lesson, my writing time, and my share time in that 45 minutes. So you just have to kind of figure out how much time you have and how long it's going to take you to teach the lessons. And then sharing time is no more than five or 10 minutes. Mine usually lasts only five minutes. It's very short, sweet, to the point, because I don't have a lot of time. I mean, 45 minutes is like, it goes by quick, especially if I'm not really focused with my mini lesson. I could use the whole 45 minutes just rambling on about other things. Okay, so for your mini lesson, you want to make sure that you're offering direct instruction to the whole class on a specific writing skill. So this might include topics like crafting a great lead, using proper punctuation, adding details to a story, or building story suspense. Your writing mini lesson is what skills do the students need in order to get them to the end goal. That's how I look at how I plan those. So the ones I just listed as examples a minute ago are a mix of genres. So crafting the great lead is usually more for fiction and narratives. Proper punctuation can be all throughout the year. Adding details to a story, since it's a story, it's usually fiction. I try to be very clear when I'm teaching to my students that I talk about stories for fiction and text for nonfiction. So I, I make sure that I differentiate those two a lot because I want them to have the proper wording when it comes to their assessments. And then building story suspense is a fiction genre. Okay, so the mini lesson is very short and it's hyper-focused to teach one of those items for the day that students can then take back and apply into their own writing. It's important to try to model this skill during the mini lesson, which is why sometimes I say that the time varies, because if you're modeling how to like use a rubric and revise a story, that can take a lot longer than that 10 minutes. So your, your time there will vary. So a lot of days they might have more writing time, they'll have less writing time, and that's okay as long as you're giving writing time every day. 
So I like to share my writing models using my document camera because I have very limited whiteboard space and my interactive whiteboard is not interactive. So I can't really write on it unless I draw with my mouse, which is very painful <laughs> and very, very time consuming when it comes to trying to write things. And I feel like typing doesn't really show students the proper formation of letters. So I like to handwrite my things using a document camera. Just a quick little side note for that. Now, when I first began teaching Writer's Workshop, I used Lucy Calkin, and I had purchased um, with my own money <laughs> um, the first grade um, units of study, which was all about writing, and they're really great, but I found them to be pretty hard to follow as a quick reference. So if you're familiar at all with Lucy Calkin's her style of writing is not a quick-to-the-point lesson plan. She kind of tells you this great narrative about what it's looking like in her classroom, the dialogue she's having with students, what she's saying during the lessons, which is super helpful as a new teacher. However, if you're just trying to be like, okay, what exactly am I teaching today? I need to know, you know quickly. It's not the best for that. But I've used what I've learned from Lucy and from many other books I've read, many other like scholastic type workbooks I've purchased, and I've kind of packaged that together in my own model that I use today. So like I said earlier, I write my lessons according to the skill I need to teach a specific genre. And then I break down my lessons into bite-sized pieces that become my teaching point for each day. And I like to stick with one genre of writing. So I do opinion writing, expository writing, and narrative writing throughout the year. And I stick with one of those for multiple weeks. Okay, so each unit that I have is roughly eight weeks, um, just depending on what style of writing it is. Like my narrative writing is much larger because it's broken down into personal narratives and fiction narratives. Okay, so that's the mini lesson. And then we have the writing time, which is your biggest component of the writer's workshop. And just like it sounds, this is when the students are released back to their seats if you have them gathered at the carpet, which I don't do. I teach directly from them staying at their desks because I have a small classroom and there is no space for me to walk around, let alone find space on the floor for them to come and sit. So those of you who have small classrooms, hopefully you can relate. And so then you just release them back to their seats. And traditionally, this is the point where in a typical writer's workshop, you would check in and do a status of the class. So they would tell you where they're at in the writing process. So the writing process is, you know, you're, are you drafting or pre-writing? Are you working on your rough draft? Are you working on your finished draft? Like, where are you at in that process? I teach the writing process through my lessons because I always begin with a starting a lesson or sorry, starting a type of writing. And then we work all the way through the writing process until we are finished with that piece. But I don't necessarily say like, okay, where are you at today? Because we should all be at the same point as the class. 
Okay, so within my own classroom, I have my majority of my class working on that same part of the writing process just because it's easier to manage. When you have a whole bunch of second graders working on different parts of writing, it's really hard to focus your mini lessons on one specific topic. And I think that's where a lot of teachers are struggling is they're so overwhelmed, they're not sure where exactly to write because there's not many writing curriculums out there. So what I do with my units is as I plan them, I create them to lead to the culmination of a final graded work. So when we're doing expository writing, I'm leading them up to have a finished report at the end. When we're doing fiction they're going to have a published story at the end. When they're doing personal narratives, again, they're going to have a finished story at the end. So sometimes it's more than one because I want them to practice that skill over a quicker period of time than maybe the length of an entire unit. So maybe within the unit, they're doing it twice and you'll have two different grades for them. But I want to make sure that that process is in their heads and they're understanding it a lot more than if it just is one piece that they work on for a long period of time. Plus, they're second graders, let's be honest here, like their focus on staying on one piece of writing for a really long time is quite short. So we practice it, we practice it, we practice it, and then we get to the final piece. Okay, so they keep the pieces that they're working on in a writing folder, and I've talked about this before. You can take a listen to episode number 25 in the Shared Teaching Podcast to learn more about those. So the students go ahead and write based off of what the mini lesson was on. And then they, if they finish early, they can either work on a new piece of writing or they continue with an unfinished piece. And I like it to be in the same genre so that there's less confusion. Okay, the last component is share time. So when they have share time, it's just what it sounds like. The students are given time to share their writing. And I find in my own class that this is the time that the students look forward to the most out of the writing workshop model. I like to set a timer after my mini lesson so that I make sure I keep that time available each day. So if I only have 45 minutes and I talked for 10 of it, I make sure that I set my timer to allow them time to write, but also that time to share. So I like to think of share time as the equivalent to a number talk in math. The most important part of number talks is allowing students to see how others arrived at a solution. Now with writing, it's just as important to provide time for students to see how others are writing and see how they are completing their stories. They like to see other peers do that because I find it's more accessible for them versus seeing me write it or seeing a mentor text. While those are really great because it pushes students beyond their levels, it is so helpful for them to hear from another student what they did and how they took that lesson and applied it. So please do not skip this component because I can find some amazing writing and some very creative students when I'm doing share time that they just blow me away. 
So when I'm short on time, I do the five minutes and I have them just share with their writing partner. So now if the partner is not available to share during that time, then the partner who didn't share goes first the next day. And I've built this procedure into my lessons prior to beginning the partner process. So when I feel like the students are ready to branch out and write with a partner, usually just during like revising and editing, but it's still important to give them those tools of how to work with a partner, then they are knowing exactly my expectations and who they need to work with when it's time to partner up. And I talked about that with How to Help Struggling Writers, which was episode number 37. So you might also find it really interesting to give that one a listen. Okay, so writing conferences in my classroom are very informal, and usually you do writing conferences during the time students are doing their independent writing. So the way I set my topic for writing conferences is according to what the student's writing goal is. And I also (laughs) happen to have a podcast episode on my student learning goals and how I set them And that is episode number 35, which wasn't too long ago. And you can take a listen to Setting Student Learning Goals. And I talk about my different writing goals and the procedure for how that works. So I make note of the student writing goal and I approach the student and I ask them to read me their current writing. Then we reference their goal together and I note their progress on that specific goal, whether it's just like a quick little jot down in my notebook or if I want to be all formal. It just depends on the year. This year I don't have a formal notebook set up. In the past I had a binder, every kid had a tab. It was very detailed about it. This time I just have like a little checklist, I clip it on a clipboard and I'm off and running. I like to make sure that I have the roster and I can give a little check next to the kid's name I saw so that I make sure I make it through the whole class, hopefully by the end of the week, but because I have a larger class, sometimes it takes about a week and a half to get all the students, especially if they're absent and then it takes them a while to come back to school and all that good stuff. Okay, so we reference our specific goal. I make sure that I keep the conference aimed at that specific point. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because there's lots and lots of topics you can discuss when having your conference. And if you bring up too many things, the student's going to become really overwhelmed and possibly shut down. So I end the conference much like I would a parent-teacher conference by providing a positive note to the student before I move on to the next student. And you want to make sure that you're meeting with all the students equally. And if you have a lot that have the same goal, you can work smarter, not harder, by having all those students together in a small group and focusing on that one writing goal in a small group rather than hold that individual conference. It might be five students on that goal. So... That's a really good way to work out conferences as well. They'll have the same goal. Then meet with all of them at the same time. Give them like a really fast, quick, like two, three minute model of that goal expectation. Check their work. Ask them to read just a small part where they think they've done that. And then you're moving on to the next kid or next group. So by sticking to this writer's workshop model, or this framework, you're going to be planning lessons and implementing your own writer's workshop in no time. 
So I suggest if you're new to Writer's Workshop, you first start with a series of lessons that explicitly teaches your workshop expectations. After students know what to expect, it's much easier to have them work independently during writing time. So I want to know, what is your favorite component of the Writer's Workshop model? If you go to shareteaching.com forward slash podcast, you can find this current podcast episode, or you can search under literacy, and it is called What is Writer's Workshop, and you can leave me a comment on the blog post. I love hearing from you, and I love hearing your thoughts, and I appreciate you listening, and I will be in touch next week. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. So go ahead and find that episode. And I'm so sorry. I usually do this. <laughs> I'm in the middle of recording and I'm like, oh yeah, I should have looked that up. So if I can find it real quick, I will let you know which episode that was. In the meantime, let me just go ahead and continue on with what I was talking about.